is Steven Diego and you're tuned in to Breaking Down the Breakdown. On today's episode, we are going to talk about situations in the workplace and its effects on your mental health. Hello, everybody. Okay, so um, this... <laughs> hi, 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 hi. I know it's been a while, um, but I kind of wanted to make a big comeback. I know it's been like a few weeks since I posted anything, but you know, some of us podcasters got to fucking take a break too, you know, and... What better way to come back than during Mental Health Awareness Week? It is super important for me. Honestly, before, I I never thought I would ever talk about mental health and stuff like that because I've always been one of those guys to be like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. But you know what? After everything that's happened these past few years, now I'm so big on this. And you know what? I'm going to ride the coattails of this week because I feel like we got to raise awareness to all this shit that's going on. Today, we have a really great friend of mine, Sam. I've known her for so goddamn long. Hello, girl. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Oh, my goodness. And honestly, I couldn't think of a better person to actually start off this week with this story. Oh. Sam and I work together. <laughs> sorry if before. you hear my dogs. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, it's okay. They're that's real life. crazy. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's cute. Okay. But no, Sam and I have... Um, we worked together before and I can mm-hmm. honestly say out of everybody that I've worked with, she has been one of the more compassionate people that I've ever come across. And it's very interesting for me to see her journey because I feel like not a lot of people understood why things happen the way that they do, especially when you're climbing up a company. And the thing with STEM is that regardless of what happens behind closed doors, like I didn't need to know about what was going on, but she had to do her job. She made it a point to make sure that I was okay with everything that went down. And honestly, if that is not one of the best managers you ever worked for, I don't know what the fuck that is. So I just had to get that out the way because she needs to know I did not pay him to say that. (laughs) Exactly. No, there is no no amount of money because honestly, I don't connect with people as well as people think I do. And when I do connect with them, I don't forget about them. And Sam is one of these girls. So without further ado, let me just gang over to Sam. Hey, Sammy. Hello, hello again. (laughs) <laughs> right what is going on with you how are you are you all right i'm good i'm good you know it's like what sunny outside i can see but it's kind of cold up here so i'm out in whitby okay. uh, sorry not whitby sorry i'm in oshawa so i'm more okay. on the east end of where steven is so i know you're oh, in the city still i know yeah, yeah. um so yeah i'm just out here trying to live my best life you know i love it as always <laughs> yeah so yeah me and steven used to work together um at a food and beverage I guess a big chain company or whatever you can call it so uh yeah I believe I was your ASM or your assistant manager yeah and then um and then eventually I got in my own store then I had to transfer which is kind of sad because I made so many connections and so many Mm -hmm. friendships actually not even say connections just friendships in general and Stephen was one of them because when I had transferred there, I got thrown in like right away. And I was like, right. oh my goodness. Yeah, I remember that week. But like Stephen was probably one of like, if I could count on five people that actually welcomed me with open arms. So nice. Like you are probably one of the sweetest person to this day I've ever met. When I oh. transferred out to this store out here, literally it was just all glares. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing up here and stuff? And nobody knew that I was like a shift. So this one girl was like, or like a supervisor or whatever. And then one girl was just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing stuff that I'm I need dead. to do. And she's like, oh, aren't you like one of us? And I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> like a supervisor, like a key holder. And she's like, oh, and it just walks away. I'm like, okay. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. Dude, it took a, what? Yeah. 
no, no, it took a while for me to like to fit in in that store. So now it's a lot better. Like I okay. consider them my own family as well too. So that's amazing. Yeah, just, yeah. So um, if you're looking at so I got my own store eventually, and then I was there for about like maybe a year, year and a half, and then. I didn't, after some unfortunate events that I guess we'll talk about in a little mm-hmm, bit, mm-hmm. Um, I made that decision to, you know, step down and to uh, step down to a chef. I was also in the midst of like opening up my own lash, lash business for like lash extensions and stuff. Oh shit, okay. Which I'm actually in my lash room, but in the corner though. <laughs> so I started with that and yeah, so that made me a little bit happier and then the transition was really good for me so you know i'm in a better place that's for sure i don't think i'm glad oh I'm glad yeah to that. i don't think i can still be a store manager even out in toronto or even here to begin with i count my blessings every day that i don't have mm. to be a store manager because oh i see god. what people go through literally <laughs> oh my god and you know what this is this is one of those things where it's very interesting because a lot of people that come onto the show you know they they always talk about I'm doing this because I need to step up. Like I'm doing this because I want to get to the next level and barely anybody ever talks about the benefits of actually stepping down from some, from a position that you are holding because of what it's Mm -hmm. doing to you mentally, you know? Mm -hmm. And I am so glad you're here to share that story because it is important for everybody to realize that guys, there is different kinds of pressure, right? Mm -hmm. I know, you know, diamonds are formed under pressure, but at the same time, if you don't have that kind of, what do you say? Like, I don't want to say you're not a diamond because, you know, like that, that doesn't sound very nice or whatever. But people are different. We are mm-hmm. all built different, right? Yeah. I do not perform well under pressure. Same. I perform, right. Yeah. Right. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a different kind of pressure. Like, I don't know how to put this into actual intellectual words, but maybe an example would be like, for me, I don't need somebody to hold my hand, but I also don't need somebody lighting my ass on fire because I know that I am capable, right? I know my capabilities and you just have to put faith in what I can do and I can show you. And for years, Sam has shown that. And I know that for a fact, because the girl would not have been put into her own store. Mm -hmm. If that wasn't the case. So, you know, this is where I'm just going to throw it to you right away because I need to, you know, like the, all of us need to know what exactly happened. Because, yes, let's go start from the fact that you graduated from being an assistant, yeah. right? Yeah, I guess that's thing. what it's called, your graduation. I right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the pressure even started from when I even got hired because they were just like, hmm. okay, just let you know when you get hired, like you have X amount of time to be an assistant manager and then you get your interview and then if you don't pass that interview to get your store you are demoted to a shift so there was already pressure from the get-go oh, already shit. yeah <laughs> however when i look at things like up here let's say you're in uh, durham where i am um i've seen assistant managers be assistant managers for like four or five years and stuff so i'm like obviously there's a disconnect there right, right. so between like two areas and stuff so um i mean i don't work well under pressure but also I feel like I needed to prove something and I also mm-hmm. thought this being with this company it gave me a fresh new start for my past company or my last company which was like considerably probably one of the worst jobs I've ever held down oh, um mentally as well but you know I thought I saw it as a fresh start everything that they believed in their motto and all that stuff that they put out I right. believed in that and you know it's also personally I never really said this it was my ability to be myself 101% like as yeah. a um 
at that time I was a lesbian, but now I identify as like a pansexual, right? Perfect. So okay. being my authentic self as possible. So um, that's why I chose to, you know, take on this job. But, right. you know, everything was really good. You know, like the, the store we worked in yeah. was great. We were jamming. We had a great store manager. Yes, we did. Um, I think he molded that store and he mended it as well because I think there was a lot of issues at the time that we took mm -hmm. over. But eventually that store was just like, it was, I was very sad to see. And I do always compare it time to time because I am at another drive through store again. Right. So anything that I did learn from, let's say, our manager, I always try to take that into consideration. I still talk to him every day as well. And he helps me too with like some of the things that I need help with and how to tackle things up here. But once I got my own store, um, it was good. It was nice. It was really weird being out on my own and stuff. Right. Like, I'm with, you know, our store manager. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I'm normally like his sidekick, but I was like, oh God, this is like my store. And it was hard because like the people there, um, there was a lot of tenured people there too. So it's like a lot of the things that I would try to implement, they would fight back. So, right. and the store got to a good point, a good, you know, point. I really loved my customers and stuff. Like they were one of the best part of my days, but I also loved my partners too. And I think, um, that's one thing that separates me from, I guess, other store managers is that like, I care about them deeply. Like yes. they're as if they're like my little babies sometimes. Cause as people think that I'm young, I'm not, I'm like in my thirties. So like a lot of the people that I was like working with were in my twenties and I did want to help them shape out their uh, future. You know, you remember Darlene and the stuff yeah. like, yeah. So like, <laughs> like helping them like decide what they want to do their life or helping them with like everyday life problems and stuff. Like I always saw myself as a teacher and then I, you know, being there, I was like, I'm literally like trying to help them with everything possible, but like, I don't care about that stuff. I love doing that. So yeah. um, I guess what happened was, I think it was like going into my like first year, a little bit after my first year there, like things started to like hit the fan and stuff. And it started out, okay, I will take full blame for this because it's something that I said in a private group chat with two other co-workers of mine okay. and one of the co-workers decided to broadcast that to our boss or our district manager I, I wrote something in the lines of like there was another co-worker there or another manager there and we were having a meeting and um I just I felt kind of disrespected by her like mm -hmm. she would come into my store but didn't even acknowledge me so I just you know wrote some not choice nice things. words okay yeah choice words I guess yeah. and obviously you know like uh, I didn't, it's not that I didn't mean it, but I'm like, that's how I felt at the moment. Right. And I thought that because it's in a private group chat, you know, it's not like it was in a group chat of like our management. Team, all say, the, right? was, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's a private group chat between me and this other, me and two other people. And then, yeah, I got called up after our meeting and my district manager or whatever. Um, they were like, what's this? And then I was just like, I told her the story. I'm like, I just felt disrespected. And that's how yeah. I felt. And I said, also, it's a private group chat. And then right. that got spun around about like, I'm not, I guess, promoting or I'm not promoting the company's morals and motto and all that stuff. And I'm just in my head, I'm like, I'm allowed to have opinions of people. Yes, It's almost like I felt like I was silenced by it, but I can see now that I was in the wrong because I shouldn't have said that. I should have just kept it to myself. And that's what I'm still learning is to keep things to myself. Um, and then I think after that, that just led to the downfall. I just felt like, Anything that I was doing in my store, I was being picked on. Anything that I would try to do, I was getting picked on. Not picked on, I mean by my boss, so my district manager. Mm -hmm. So um, they were doing some stuff for like, I guess, 
they will come and sit down with you and like try to work on certain things with the store. And even after that, like you remember our visits we had in our store. Remember yes. all those times oh, they yes. like gawk at us and stuff. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> one thing I do not miss working or miss um going through in right. Toronto. It's like those big visits. But even like at my current store, we have those big visits, but I don't feel like it's a lot um a lot of pressure. It's okay. Right. Like I don't feel the pressure as much as I did in Toronto. So um, you know, she the district manager came and was gawking and my partners were very, very timid and very, very shy and nervous. So I'm like, obviously with you standing there, you're going to make them nervous. Right. So they're not performing at their full capacity and what I know what they can do. Yes. So she already took it. as like, you know, my store sucks basically. Uh, um, oh and oh. like, <laughs> and the thing is, is that like, there were so many email trails between like, me and this person in terms of like what I wanted to do and I think how to improve things because I think at that time the store wasn't doing well because there was some construction in the center where their store was Mm -hmm. so we weren't making as much money as we used to Mm -hmm. so but I would shoot emails to her be like this is what we can do this is you know trying to give her ideas but none of them were really um uh validated or anything like that so I just left it as is right so after that one meeting we did and she saw like how bad my store was um again it went just downhill from there and at that point um I was looking for a house already right and so we had put down an offer and then all of a sudden we had a house and I was talking to her and I think because of what had happened in the summer with that comment I made about that my coworker, that her perception of me already changed, changed. in her wow. mind she already had it out for me and she was like I don't want this girl to work here so I felt like with all those visits that she did she used to show up to my store like unannounced all the time um at one point we were doing like i guess a setup or whatever and um this person knew that i wouldn't be at the store the next day because i was there until like two three o'clock in the morning Mm. and decided to come to my store the next day without even me knowing and just like gawking at my store seeing what i was doing wrong like going into my back room and seeing that it was messy and you already know after aesthetic like things stuff is all over the the place right it's just really messy it's fucked. <laughs> so, um, me and her were just like going back and forth. And at one point, I did tell her, like, you know, I, I, I am getting a house. It's already set in stone. So, um, transferring, you know, like, what does it look like for me? And she literally flat out said that I don't feel comfortable transferring you out as a store manager. Shut up. So she already had it in her mind that she wanted to demote me, possibly maybe fire me. I don't know, but she was like. Uh, maybe as a shift sure I can probably put in a good word but I don't feel comfortable as a store manager and then I was like okay and then you know I was having like little like panic attacks and anxiety attacks and stuff because I was just like oh I mean like God. did I did I was I really that bad of yeah. a person for her to warrant this type of attention like before that one year mark when we had that first incident I think I only saw her coming to my store at least once or twice right in that one year that I counted in. Yeah. So, um, now she was showing up like every week or so every two weeks, let's say sometimes, like I said, unannounced, even I still remember, I told her one time, I can't have you come to my store because mm-hmm. I don't have the proper coverage yeah. and I have to be on the floor and guess what? And she's she like, don't come. worry about it. Oh yeah. She showed oh, up God. and she showed, she saw it was like, <laughs> as you would call it a catastrophe. Like everything was, it was just really busy and I was short staffed. 
So I was but like, here, I can't. Here is my thing. Now, with yeah. her being there and yeah. seeing how chaotic it was, right? And this is what I want to touch up on is that sometimes the people that are supposed to be there to set us up for success are the ones that are actually setting us up for failure just because, oh, right? Just because it's of something true. that they did not agree with. And yeah, I hate seeing that happen because, you know, there goes somebody's wasted potential. Mm-hmm. I hate that because if she saw your floor that way, wouldn't she be like, okay, you know what? Actually, let me get some extra help, you know, so that you can actually get the coverage that you need instead of watching this disaster and calling you out on that disaster. Yeah. You would think, you would think that like, even just coming to the store, like how nervous you make my employees feel, but you didn't care. Cause you're like, I don't know why they're nervous. And I'm like, do you even know why they're nervous? Right. You're standing there gawking at them, literally watching them and con- then whispering to me what they're doing wrong. And then I have to come over to tell you what right. you're doing wrong. And meanwhile, I'm like, I get it. We we have to talk to our customers. We have to do this. We have to do that. But I'm like, you can go so much as to tell someone to do it, but like they can do it in different ways. You know exactly. what I mean? They don't need to be like, ah, I'm all happy. No, there's some people that are like myself that like to con- like connect with people yes. as myself. I don't need yes. to be fake. And that's exactly. what they were expecting. But like, after all of that, that was even the worst of it. So like, I, I had gotten to a point where I even um, at one point we had a meeting, I guess all the store managers had a meeting and it was to, I guess, talk about her and grade her and, and talk about what she's doing right, what right. she's doing wrong, what she can improve on. And I kind of stayed mum the whole time. And then it wasn't until after, cause that was her boss running that meeting. So after that, I pulled her boss aside and I literally had poured out everything. And I told her, like, I really do feel like I'm victimized, being victimized mm-hmm. right now for something that I said in the summer that I'm trying to apologize for. Um, and it just kept on going back and forth, back and forth with me and her. Um, and then one day it was, I do believe it was a Saturday. She unexpectedly showed up at my store again. Yep. <sighs> showed up at my store. Oh, this is after when she came on the day after the setup and I wasn't there to talk to me about it. So she showed up and proceeded to tell me that if she was just hired yesterday and she had come into my store and looked at it, I would have been fired or she would have fired me right away. She said that like, yeah, I would have just fired you because like your store was a mess. And I was just like, but it was a setup like if you had seen how small my bathroom was smaller than our, your, our um, original store, like my, right. yours. Yeah. And my. So it was probably one quarter of that back room. Oh my goodness. If you could only see <laughs> where I can put stuff, like, what is your problem? So she came in, threatened to fire me basically. Um, just proceeded to just literally drag me down to filth and told me that I was pretty much nothing. And I literally drove home that day and, like, I remember sitting in my car, just crying and having like a panic attack. And I had reached out to my one friend. And I'll give her t- a shout out because it's Tisha. You know, Tisha. What up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she was the one that was kind of there for me throughout this whole entire time yeah. and talking to me, even though she had a very close relationship with our district manager too. Yes. But she was also there for me. And I literally had probably one of the worst panic attacks in my store. And it wasn't until that point. I actually thought I should just end my life. Oh my goodness, honey. I was like, what more does this woman want from me? She already 
stopped me from transferring to be like as a store manager she got that right and I was like you know what I don't know what else to do like this woman is literally picking on me to the point that I thought about suicide at one point and it wasn't until I spoke um you know we have our EA what is it called sorry our I don't know this hotline where you can speak to someone I guess like a therapist yes I reached out to them and you know I was talking to them and I was telling them about my feelings and stuff and it didn't help obviously because I'm like they were just hearing you and talking to you and telling you what you wanted to hear but I'm like pretty much necessarily helping me (laughs) thanks guys (laughs) thanks but no thanks but um it wasn't until I, I and that torment kept on going between me and her like it literally ended the day that even the day after I decided to like leave so what happened was that day she came and threatened my job basically and then I had to reach out to her boss again to talk to her so I had a meeting with her uh, downtown and um I was literally crying my eyes out because I'm just like I don't know I feel like I'm being bullied and also um what I forgot to mention earlier was like it was also kind of retaliation because when she said to me that like, I can't transfer you as a manager, but you can go as a shift and I'll make sure you get the highest rate possible as a shift. She gave me like one number. And so I did my research and I got a different number, which is a higher number. Right. And I also think that my worth was worth more of this higher of number. Of course. So then, sorry, she reached out to me in an email, gave me that number. And then I reached out to her in a different email. I replied back to her and I, I think I BCC'd her boss in it and everything. Hmm. And I BCC'd like someone from HR as well. And uh, she didn't know, but I wrote to her, I thought I was under the impression that you were giving the highest rate. And this is the current highest rate right now. Right. And then guess what was the email? The, her reply was, you got it. <laughs> I had to fight for my high rate. So I was just like, that was another thing. I think she didn't like that I had fought or that I'd stood up for myself uh-uh. for that rate. So that's why I was also like that day when she came in, it was like threatening my job retaliation at the same time to make me feel like I was little or something you know um and then once I had spoken to her boss that day I never went back to my store I didn't even get to say goodbye to my partners I didn't get to say goodbye to my customers nothing I just had to leave because for the sake of my own mental health I couldn't be in that store one day longer and that was the sad part was that she had made me feel so weak and so low that like I wanted to do those things but I also couldn't even say goodbye to people so that's what happened and then yeah eventually I just transferred and I took a couple weeks off to get situated in my new house at the time and my and then I started again and it was good but obviously like you know you can't just always be happy you know the same kind of politics going on up here but you know it's just different politics than it is like in the big city like yourself right Right. so you know we can talk about that later too as well but for sure yeah like I mentally I was a lot better being up here being away um but it wasn't until like I think it was a couple months into me transferring that I totally forgot to I blocked her off of like any social media that I had with her but I forgot to block her number oh so I got a text message from her like four months later telling me like if I have any questions regarding what is going on in my old store to reach out to herself or the current store manager and it was because I told one of my old partners at the store, I gave her advice. I gave her very transparent advice and they thought that I was meddling with their business and all that stuff. In reality, they were just trying to fire her. And I said to her, I'm like, these are your options. This is what they're trying to do. So you do what you need to do. So I guess she said that, you know, I said that, which is fine. I really don't care. Yeah. Because I'm like, now she's calling you out on your stuff. But 
yeah. it's whatever so at that point when i saw her name that one day like i had another like anxiety attack everything was like in my throat because i'm like her name whenever i see it it just gives me like i crumble up in the inside and i get like i don't know i just i can't even speak about it. even speaking about it right now makes me feel very tense and stuff because as much as she puts up that facade that she's this great person a mentor and all that stuff the way that she tormented me mentally i don't know how personally she can sleep at night um maybe she can you know use what i said as an excuse as her way to put me down like that but i don't think no human being should do that to each other honestly i i don't like i I, oh my god like i'm like sitting here because i'm just you know i have had interactions with this person that sam was talking about right and like you know for me like i i have high regards for this person um and it just really goes to show what power can do to somebody you know Mm -hmm. and it is so unfortunate because this company that we had worked for prior um they take pride in taking care of the people that works for them and it's very interesting to see that the people you're supposed to go to when you need help are the same ones that are actually going to vilify you and mm-hmm. make you feel like you are nothing you know i i think this person was totally in the wrong with how she handled everything first of all like what you said what like what you said to those two people that was a conversation between the three of you okay whoever that other person was you know like they i really hope you don't talk to them anymore let me just say that right now oh um, my god like that is actually just... i was very professional with her after so you know i gave her my truth and stuff yeah. sorry i'm just saying bye to my wife no worries. Um, i gave her my truth and everything and she said what she needed to do apparently i made her feel uncomfortable because she had gotten these messages while she was in the same room with our boss and her uh I guess her store manager or whatever, because I think she was an assistant manager at the time. But I also think she used it as a leverage to get to herself get promoted. Exactly. Acting, you know. Exactly. But I was like, that was your okay. I'm gonna say that was her choice to check that message at the time. I didn't know that she would check her phone while she's in a meeting with someone. You know what I mean? But also at the same time, I'm like, wrong person to trust. And there's only few mm-hmm. little people that I can actually trust that I can actually count on my hand. And and yeah, Tisha was one of them because she was in that group chat with me. So like she already knew, but you know, I just had to go through it, I guess, to learn who I can trust. But at the end of the day, I couldn't, I, did I hate this person? Of course I did. However, I worked with this person, so I needed to be as professional as I could. So I was, I was going to say like, you know, like at at the end of the day, right? Like, it's like what you said, like, I'm glad it happened because imagine if it was something else that's much worse, much bigger than Mm -hmm. this, that you would have been trusting the wrong person for god knows how long not yep. realizing that you know they were literally just waiting for the right time to use you as mm-hmm. a stepping stone for their career mm-hmm. which had transpired yep you know i i don't even know where to begin because this is a lot of people have gone through what you have gone through but mm-hmm. not as worse as you've had it because for them they were spared by you know, individuals or higher ups that are literally just no games played. I'm letting you go because this, because of that, no conversations, whatever you got let go. And they felt some type of way about it. Yeah. None of this bullshit where, and you know, not that I wanted you to get let go. It wasn't that at all. It's the yeah. way that this person dragged you through the mud. Yeah. I think if I really counted it, it was like what July, August, September, October. Yeah. 
Like about right. four months of it. Yeah. Right. And oh, for yeah. what? Just like to force you to step down, to force you to quit because mm-hmm. this person didn't want any blood on their hands. You mm-hmm. know, it, I need to calm down because I, <laughs> I the worst part about control. it, the worst part about it is that I just found out recently that this person, I think, works on the HR side of our company now. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, the best that's- part. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, looking forward to a phone call in a week or two from them after they see <laughs> this episode. Anyway, but what what's important is for me that you kept going. And yeah. that's super hard to do. And what really concerned me was when you had asked yourself if, you know, like maybe I should end everything here. And nobody mm-hmm. should ever feel that way about a fucking job. You know, and so many people out there will say things like, oh, why don't you just stand up for yourself? Or they will say things like, oh, don't let a person make you feel that way. And they don't realize. They don't realize you have worked so hard for this career. You have worked so hard for where you are now. And you can't just say, oh, don't let them affect the way you do. It's not it. You know, Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, all of your hard work literally hangs in the balance of somebody who doesn't like you who can just yeah. cut that fucking rope anytime they want to, that's fucked. And that is going to bring you anxiety. That is going to mm-hmm. really fuck up with your mental health. Yep. That's exactly oh. what they did. And the worst part about it, I don't even think, yeah, it was my anxiety, my mental health, but it was also like, you're putting anxiety onto my coworkers, like to my employees and stuff right. in my store as well, because that's all that they felt. And like, I forgot again to mention this, but that day where she came in to threaten me, basically, um, there was an employee working that day. And that employee used to work with our a long time ago. In fact, I do remember um, this person telling me that, you know, our, our district manager hired her. So like they had this personal relationship, right? And she even said, she came up to me after and she goes, Sam, I kid you not, the moment that she walked into the store, it felt as if there was a black cloud that came with her. Like the aura, the, the energy that she brought into the store was already negative to begin with. She so like my partners were all, yeah, she knew already what she was going to do with me. So, uh, you know, whatever it, it happened, it shouldn't happen to anybody. That's no. what I have to say, but it did happen with me, but it also taught me to be a lot stronger amongst myself and to stick up for myself a lot more. That's for sure. Right. Um, but I mean, till this day, I'm still working on my mental health. I'm still working on not letting things get affected, but like every now and then I could, I do get triggered by that situation. Cause yeah. I do have to say it sometimes that I've been through that or, you know, people up here will ask me or I'll get introduced sometimes as like, Oh my God, Sam was a, former store manager and stuff and uh, even hearing that i'm like yeah there's so much anxiety it's a traumatic experience you know it literally was unfortunately now the regular reaction for you yeah and like my wife was very supportive of me um and it was funny because we had just gotten married that year too earlier that year so you know um she's very supportive of me she said she's a even though i was taking a little bit of a pay increase obviously um there were things that she would have done to help us fill up, I guess, that money void right. or um, and whatnot. So that was nice to have. And then also I had the support of, you know, my friends right. and family as well. But like that, I think, well, I'll never, ever forget about it, nor will I ever feel like myself again after that. I feel like she took a part of me with her that day that I still haven't been able to regain back, to be honest. You know, I will say this, Sam, and 
I'm no therapist or whatever, but you know, I've been going through therapy like crazy yeah. after everything that's happened to me. And I can't wait for the day that you realize that that actually needed to happen to you because look, this is going to sound crazy, but everything is timed perfectly because what better time for you to actually go through this than through a pandemic where you don't actually need to be running around doing all this crazy shit where you actually have time to focus on yourself right Mm -hmm. and I just can't wait for you to realize that you know what it's not so much that she took a part of you because you know what we are not going to let her get that power over you ever she did not Mm -hmm. take anything from you okay Mm -hmm. like it may have felt like it because she had control over what you had to do for your career Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, everything that transpired, regardless of whether she had her hand in that decision, you actually made that happen in a way. And, you know, I'm not saying that you did it to yourself kind of deal. That's not my point here. The message here is that you set yourself up for this sort of downfall because you knew deep inside, you knew that you were better than what you were getting at that point, that you needed to be at a better place. And for some weird reason, the way the universe works, the way it does is that we needed to go through something that we feel like, fuck, we're never going to recover from this ever again to let us realize that, holy shit, why the fuck did I do that to myself Mm -hmm. when I'm this strong? So I can't wait because you are getting there. Like you are, you know, like, and I'm just excited. a day at a time. That's for sure. I know that. Yeah. Like I said, everything's not really perfect over here on (laughs) over here either so actually let's jump to that because i do want to know what the heck are you going through now (laughs) i like i said i'm still a a supervisor at a Mm. store out here and um it's kind of like you know it, it sucks because like you know our store manager together again amazing um amazing person inside and out like i me and him i think we'll have a connection until like god knows when and stuff and like i said we talk almost like every other day and he still is like my go-to person that's really he doesn't good. even work for the company anymore but like i still go to him for like questions i mean and, yo, like, i advice. know he's starting his like motivational stuff and i think it's fucking amazing like yeah he is like who better so to do that stuff like he yeah. is you know like honestly I'm like proud of him though that's for sure because he wanted to do this for a while so like that's you know awesome. who we're talking about i know who we're talking about yeah he is no no i know i probably think he'll know too if he listens <laughs> to this or whatever so i like, hope he does shout out to you too pico pico what's good man show me some yeah. workout stuff please i need to get buff again <laughs> No, but like, I, it sucks because like people are like, my wife will tell me like, stop comparing him to your current store manager, right? And I'm just like, I can't help it because he set that bar for me in terms of what what this company should be doing, standards and all that stuff, and policies and practices and stuff. Right. But I don't see that happening yeah. at my store. Like, it's uh, like, I, don't get me wrong. I think my store manager is great as like a, a person. And, um, yeah, you know, she, she's great as a person. Um, I mean, managing was, I don't know, like it's like a hit or miss, I guess, because like, I know I wasn't a store manager for that long, but I also knew, or I was learning so many different things because, you know, our store manager at that time, again, Pico was literally a walking rule book, our walking policy book. So like things get thrown out the window here. Like it's just, it's like, it's all about the customers. And I can understand that you make the customers happy. They're right at the end of the day. Right. And I pretty much kind of lost like all of my standards for what I was held to. So like, if I was 
here. I'm like way here now. Oh like I, it's not that I don't care about my job, but I do my job to the fullest that I can. Of course. But also I'm like with certain policies, I don't care as much anymore. Right. You know, like it doesn't, it's not worth it. And I've learned that it's not worth it. However, we needed those things at our store in the time to implement oh, it because sure. it was like a busier store. Yeah. Um, and because it was a new management on top of it and stuff. So I get that. But like, <clears throat> I don't know. There's just my, I have to admit like the store that I'm at now, um, we all go through a lot of mental health issues. However, it's not a stigma at our store amongst our employees, amongst each other. We care for each other. We root for each other and it's not taken so lightly. Like we all take it seriously. Right. And it's such a big thing, but I don't know sometimes if the manager is taking it to heart, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, that is, if, okay. you know, you, you can put up a front, like this company has put up a front about like mental health and all that stuff. Yes. And they're really big on mental health, this, this, and that. However, do I feel like some of these managers actually practice what we preach? Absolutely not. If that was the case, I wouldn't be walking into my store every day, feeling so anxious, feeling so nervous and feeling kind of angry on the inside because I'm like, what am I going to expect today? What is going to go wrong today? How am I going to get support today? You know, like that's how I feel currently walking into my current store is that I'm so built up with so much anxiety that I literally want to puke sometimes. And I think I pretty much did the other day. It was just like, it was not that Steven. Like I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like, like I said, my, the, the people there are great. My, My store manager, I, I get along with her outside of work um maybe maybe not right now so much but um I don't necessarily agree with some of the things that are going on however it feels like sometimes when you want to voice an opinion you get shafted or you get retaliated in a way for so again with the silencing tactics yeah they have put on I know Callie come here sorry I'm gonna pull it up here you want to come come I hope you guys can see this. For those of you that are listening to this, make sure you check out the video because we're about to see. Oh my god! Hello, such a cute. She's so angry, Aww. and this is not a shock collar. It's just a vibrator, so don't be scared. <laughs> for all those animal lovers out there, I'm dead. So we'll take it off, okay? <laughs> just in case. I don't want to get any angry animal rights. Don't after worry. This. Nope, you're good. You are good. Right. But back to your manager uh, and have people in your store reached out to this person or like had said something about how they felt about going into Mm -hmm. other than yourself. Um, I personally, I'm scared of telling her how I feel sometimes because I feel like I'm going to be reprimanded in a way where like my mental health is attacked. Like, for example, it's almost like you're too sensitive today. You know, like, what are you going to like for me? I feel like if I were to go up to her and try to talk to her, it'll almost feel as if like, what are you going to cry about today? Or no. like, that's this how person I talk- feel when I, that's how I feel sometimes because okay. I've heard comments in the past about like crying about other people. It's trust me, the store has been a roller coaster of a ride. Oh and I goodness. almost do feel like right now the store morale is at an all time low, but in this person's eyes, it could be something completely different. I don't know. But um, I mean, that's how I feel. And 
<laughs> I mean, if they end up listening to this and yeah. they don't agree with it, like they can come and talk to me, you know, but I don't know if they'll actually listen to this, but either way, I don't really care. Cause I, I care about putting my truth out there exactly. and telling people that like, just because these companies put up such a front with certain things they believe in, right. they don't necessarily get actually preached or practiced in the actual work environment. Right. If anything, people are led to like, um, close, get closed off and not talk and share about their feelings and or their mental health struggles and stuff, right? It's no, almost I, like a taboo here. I feel like this is the perfect time to ask this. And you are the perfect person to ask because you have been through the training. I do need to know, when you were being trained, when you were being prepped to, became, uh, to become a store manager, mm-hmm. at any point, was this sort of behavior touched upon with, in terms of treating your employees and like how you deal with mental health and all of this stuff. Oh, there's absolutely no training on mental Amazing. health there at all. And, and it's funny because like, um, I think like a, a couple of years ago, maybe a year or a year and a half ago, I don't think I was a manager at that point. I was a shift supervisor already or a key holder. Um, they were, I guess, implementing mandatory training for um, higher ups, I guess, like mental health training. I still don't know if it's even implemented yet for these higher ups. Like it would be for like my boss and then her boss and that boss's boss or whatever. But again, I don't know if it's something, it's a material that they just skim through. You know what I mean? Kind of like our little (laughs) quarterly trainings on, on, on little devices. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know if it gets taken Mm. seriously and that's the thing. Right. And it's, it's, it's not though, because I'm like, I still hear, some of the comments and stuff about like oh why is this person crying again today or you know like things like that or like oh great now that they're gone they don't have to cry anymore about this this and that right so it's like uh, do it like I don't like I was talking to someone earlier today and they're like you need to stand up for yourself with what's right and what's wrong in terms of like what's coming out of this person's voice or out of their mouth and stuff and I'm just like I don't like confrontation and I'm also scared, (laughs) but I'm also scared to actually say my opinion because there is a sense of retaliation there. If I were to voice my concern or anything. I get that. Honestly, like I'm usually the one to say things like motivate you and be like, no, you got this and whatever, but people need to understand that you have gone through your trauma that you're still working on. And the same type of trauma could happen again with this situation you know like Mm -hmm. and it's more so like it's not that you can't handle it it's not that you're not capable of handling it it's that why would you put yourself through something so similar again when you're still healing from that last one right Mm -hmm. so you know like yes i will say honestly sam like (laughs) with regards to the whole time you're scared to talk to that person Mm -hmm. if there was one (laughs) there was one time that you and i had spoken and you told me, you told me something. It was funny. You told me that I should just go ahead and say what I felt to Mr. P. Okay. <laughs> and me and him had that meeting. And I told him straight up how I felt. And mm-hmm. he looked at me. He goes, you did not just say that to me. And I'm like, yeah, but that's how it felt. Like, Is it true? And he was like, no. And I'm like, oh, there you go. Air was cleared. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. You know? Yeah. And it was one of those moments where I was just kind of like, I was so scared to say anything. I wanted to be like, yo, I want to play both sides of the fans and be cool with everybody. But I'm like, no, you know what? This really bothered me. I have to say this, right? Mm-hmm. 
if there's so i will say like when you are ready if there's one person that can actually rise above all this and can potentially really rally up your people into really believing that that store is a place for them and for yourself it's you but i don't want you to take on that right now because i know you got your shit going on but that person is you girl all i can do is try i know like there's a lot of like strong personalities in my current store and there's a lot of a lot of strong personalities in our store that we worked at together and there's strong personalities everywhere and stuff and the thing is with all of these strong personalities let's say including myself the one thing that we all have in common is this fear of speaking out you know and like this company does have like i guess quarterly surveys and stuff for us to do but what do those surveys actually do like are these messages getting across like i don't think that these uh higher ups and people in head office really know like the extent of what we're going through like mentally especially during COVID right now right you know the whole like like I said my store currently is one of the busiest stores it's like some small little store off the highway and it's just completely it's insanely busy like we we make as much as we used to make at our old store oh my goodness and it's a small store and it's a small little store it's nothing compared to like what it's probably like one one third of our like old store that we were at together insane it makes that much money holy crap yeah but that's what i mean i'm just like okay if the cash is flowing so obviously you like the higher ups think there's nothing wrong with the store and the one thing i can say about this area in general like i mean i didn't get off to the right foot with my current district manager um because of that thing that had happened with you know or yes um but i mean i've grown to you know be okay with him and i wasn't hiding from him as much anymore like i'll say hi to him now and stuff and the one thing i do respect about him and i have yet to tell him and i do want to tell him is that i appreciate that when you come into the store i don't feel like you're gawking at me yeah that you're watching me you come in you talk to me say hello you don't say, or why is this person not doing this? Why are they doing this incorrectly? You know, right. like, and he doesn't come around as often, which obviously, you know, we must be doing something right, but it can also <laughs> be something about like, maybe he just doesn't want to come. Yeah. <laughs> but I do respect the fact that like, he doesn't make us feel inadequate in any way. Right. And I mean, I could say the same for my current store manager too. She doesn't make us feel inadequate or like we're doing anything wrong by all means and stuff it's just i think certain things of how it's been approached in terms of conversation i cringe on the inside (laughs) i really do cringe on the inside and the one thing my wife tells me all the time is that like i care too much about people and the one thing i fight back with is like how do you not care about people and their feelings though you know like how do i because i was a, a manager myself so i see what these people are going through and i know things can be easily resolved but like I think things like to be prolonged here or taken to another step and then throw in someone's mental health and their like in their sanity and it literally yeah. gets like torn apart easily here. Like people are easily ripped apart here too with with what they do. And I know there's a certain co coworker of mine that gets picked on too. And it, you know, it sucks, you know, because I don't think they have like the best relationship. But I also don't think it's any way to kind of like go at it with this person knowing that you know that this person already has a lot of like you know issues and yes. has been struggling with their mental health for over a year you know you want to help them and that's why I called up this person the other day and I said I'm here for you you know I might get along with our store manager at the time <laughs> but <laughs> no at the time <laughs> at the time um 
and it looks like, you know, I, I am close with our store manager. However, I'm here for you regardless, because right. I don't think it's any excuse, like I said, to treat anybody the way that she's been treated to. You know, I don't necessarily agree with some of the things she said in the past because she's a very open and expressive person. However, I don't think it's right with how she's been treated. And it goes to show that, like, I think with some of these store managers out there, like you're easily disposable. I mean, like when I worked at a different retailer, like a long time ago, I remember a store manager going up to like some of the part-timers and saying, you're easily replaceable. Do you know how many girls are lining up outside with their resumes? I can replace you like this. Yeah. Um, it happens here too. I think it's just said in a different way or it's shown in a different way. That's all. So, yeah. Oh, my. I think that's what they train the managers for. Not really serving the employees, but rather how to soften the blow when you want to let somebody go. Yeah, exactly. So, oh yeah, it's like I said, it's all, it's not rainbows and butterflies over here. It's, I think it happens everywhere. And like, if you ever are part of like any of these Facebook group chats and stuff, and Mm -hmm. you know, you, you should really listen to some of these parts. Yes. They sound like complete idiots sometimes. And they're just (laughs) literally talking out of their ass. But a lot of that is like truth though, because I guarantee you, if you like at least survey on like 10, like employees in one store, I'm going to guarantee you that nine out of 10 or maybe eight out of 10 will say that they're completely unhappy that something is going on, that policies aren't being, um, you know, being followed or anything like that. Like uh, <laughs> last week, my schedule got posted two days before the week started. You're lying. No, that's, and you know, that's something that I'm so accustomed to like being po- like scheduled getting posted. Like that's what I was taught by like our manager. Yeah, because right? you, know, so, you, you want people to be able to plan around it. You don't want people to like, not, Oh, by the well, way, not even. I'm just like, well, if that's one of like our policies, I'm like, shouldn't we follow? Should we though? follow it? <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said, I might get in trouble for all of this, but at the end of the day, <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. Like, I just feel like I'm just—it's all getting bottled up inside of me, and yeah. being able to talk to someone about it, like yourself, um, actually feels great to be honest. And I'm in fine. fact, I used to be what completely open availability with this company. And since then, I got a second job other than my lashing, let's say, because obviously during COVID, you can't do any beauty stuff. For sure. Um, but yeah, I got a second job. And to be honest, and I've told people recently, like, I feel more appreciated at this job. And I've only been there for like about two months than I have felt in the last couple of months here. With this company. Actually, last couple of weeks. Last couple of weeks have been really hard on me mentally because I almost feel like there's always something that I do that is wrong or there's always a struggle or fight with something to get done or like to ask for like, help whether it be with your hours and stuff or some work-life balance because yes we're in a lockdown however i think people need a work-life balance with their schedules still but you know and this is very interesting for me so somebody who is and i will still call you a manager because it's you know that's (laughs) what your capabilities are why is there so much animosity when somebody tries to bring something up like that that pertains to their life that they just want to you know voice their opinions out to the higher up like as a manager i know you would treat mm-hmm. it differently right like yeah. but why do you think these managers feel some type of way about that i think it's like taking away the control from them though right because huh. like get think about it as a store manager you get to control and dictate this schedule you get right. to control when these people work right. right so when someone you know there's a couple of people in my store that have second jobs so when they have this second job that control gets shifted a little bit, right? right? So they don't get to dictate your life because most of them, yes, maybe 
actually no like a little bit of a handful have like an open availability let's say but mm-hmm. a lot of people also have school there's some you know high school students as well so they're limited as well but um I, it's the control factor I feel like when it comes to stuff like this and once that control like again is being taken away it's almost like what do I do what do I do how am I going to make their life a living hell basically oh even more goodness. because they, they took this away from me right that's how I felt but I personally and I tell people this because when they all, when, you know, some of the employees would get frustrated in my store about the scheduling, let's say, and I would tell them like, I don't think I've, what is this? My fourth store or fifth store. I don't think I've ever been in a store where the scheduling, let's say was very inconsistent like this. And it's been inconsistent for like a while. And we can use COVID as an excuse. Sure. We can yeah. use virtual learning as an excuse because some of these employees and stuff, our parents, um we can use so many different excuses but once those excuses run up what is your excuse then right right what are you gonna use exactly so um i think this week was the first week and like i can't even i kid you not i don't remember when our schedule schedules are all posted in advance for us to like yeah yeah so oh my goodness yeah well um you know, a part of me is a little glad that that's the only thing you have to deal with right now. Oh, there's more. There's so much more. <laughs> no. There's so much more. Like, you, like I said, it's just the 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 aura of the store. And I don't right. think it's just my store, to be honest. I think it's a lot of other stores, yes. like I said. Um, I always said personally, um, I remember... And this is another thing that like kind of set me off. was like right before I had to step down... Um, I don't think we ever did it in our store where we were supposed to. Um, these managers have, like, I guess they have manager surveys against them. Okay. Like, so they give them to the, to the employees. employees. Yes. Yes, we, exactly. Yes. And then some person takes uh, takes control of it and they get everybody else in the store to do this survey. And the manager can't, like, right. can't do anything with it, can't talk about it, can't ask anybody yeah. about it. And it's literally like your your gateway into being as honest, as authentic, as transparent as you can be. Um, I know that because it happened to me when I was a store manager. And like that was another form of bullying on my boss's part because um, I was told that every store manager in our district was getting some. And guess who got it? The problematic (laughs) ones like myself and I guess like two or three other people. That is insane. It wasn't like, you know, the goody two shoes of the, of the, 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 like the, the kiss yeah, ass. Exactly. Laura, you had to yeah, say that, the, but you yeah, know, the kiss asses yeah. or whatever. It was the ones Call that were causing problems. Yeah, exactly. So I think like, to be honest, this company should really bring back some of those surveys because you would probably be mind blown about what some of these people will say. And it gives them a voice to also talk about it too, because everybody's so scared to talk about it right. nowadays. I mean, there's some people in my store that can approach it with her but for the most part i'm not gonna lie everybody is kind of scared to talk to her about certain things because um i mean i think i don't know who coined the word but it's almost like they feel like if they say anything about like their schedules let's say it'll be like a retaliation against their hours so like a shift gets cut or their hours get cut and stuff right that's happened to me somewhere else before i get i totally get that it's almost like a like yeah I kind of think it's like playing around with your mental health because some people have this job as their sole like job to get them you know a 
on by with their life and things like that. And some people use it to pay their bills and their rent and and things like that. So when you mess around with their hours, you're messing around with their life as well. But again, some of these managers don't care about that. And I'll say that. I mean, personally, I wasn't one of them because as much as I didn't like a person, let's say like if their work ethic was there, of course they would get hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I had like key holders that I didn't like, but I still gave them hours because I know they would get stuff done for me. Exactly. But also I think like everybody has a different mentality. Like even when I was making the schedules for you guys at our old store or whatever, I took into consideration. Like I know you had a couple of days off that you couldn't do, or you like to do these shifts more than the other ones. And I would try to schedule you and give you, I, I am a firm believer in like work life balance. And to me till this day and age right now, like I don't get why some higher ups and managers don't seem to get what work life, what work life balance can do to someone and can help their mental health too. You know, it's like what you said. I, I really am not trying to bash them. You're really, really not. not trying to ba- I really not. I love no. this company. It's done a lot for me in the last like, yeah. you know, six years and stuff like that. But I just think the politics and the inside things that happen that nobody seems to think about and see yeah. needs to come to light. Exactly. And I'm so glad that you're here to actually bring them to light, you know, and I really mm-hmm. hope that for you guys who are still listening, still tuned into us right now, <laughs> you kind of, you know, take this into consideration with your own work, right? With your own companies, because like what Sam says, this doesn't just happen at her store. And as like even just with the stores of this specific company, this happens in every single company where there is a power hungry person trying to make their way, you know, to the top. And at the same time, they feel like the only way for them to get there is to literally drag people down. And that is not worth it. Like, Mm -hmm. do you actually feel great knowing that you are responsible for somebody developing some mental health irregularities? Do you really feel happy that people perceive you as that person? Like, yo, get yourself checked. My God. I personally don't think and you know what people told me too when I was a store manager I shouldn't care about what other people thought I shouldn't care about what my employees think of me but I take that into consideration because I don't want to just be a store manager to them I want Mm -hmm. them to be able to feel comfortable around me and talk to me and tell me what I'm doing wrong and stuff and I felt like I was getting to that point with my store and even at our store when I was just an assistant at that time too like I felt like a lot of people were coming to me over our store manager because they trusted me a little bit more. And then they're also using me as like a little bit of a, like a softener to get through this, (laughs) this. which is fine. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine because, you know, as much, I love Pico, but you know, he could be stubborn too, but I also know deep down inside, I can say that wholeheartedly that I know he comes from a place of love as much as if he doesn't show it, I know he does care deep down inside. And that's what I really respected him actually. And the, I know he takes it seriously. And there was this one incident in our store. I don't know if I ever told you, it was like with one of our um, partners who was on, I believe they were on the spectrum and they had a whole lot of stuff going on with them. Um, And we can see that it was taking the toll on this person and any position that they were in. Cause I think like anytime they were in one position, they didn't, they felt like they were just there the whole entire time. So when we put this person on bar, it just wasn't working out. And I think people were kind of scared of this person too. So me and uh, people spoke to this person one time and like, I knew something was going on there. I think they were in the midst of trying to 
uh, put themselves into like a, a mental institution or a psych ward just to get a psych evaluation done. And um, instead of like judging the person and driving to these conclusions, like, you know, as soon as what was happening, yeah. you know, like we sat down with this person said, and we literally, I think, talked for like an hour and a half. And there are so many instances in that conversation where I feared for my life because I think at one person at one point they were holding a pair of scissors in their hand oh my but I also knew that like I don't think they were gonna hurt us I just think it was just nervousness of getting it out there but like even back then there was no training but like I saw how I should approach a situation yes in the future if I ever had to go through it only by example by my my store manager like Pico so he showed me that like maybe mental health isn't really a stigma in our company. Like maybe there are some great store managers out there yeah. that actually care as much as they say for their partners and not just that, you know, and not just put it out there as a show, show and tell. Cause sometimes I think that my current store, it's like a show and tell, but I also think in some stores like in Toronto or most of the stores in Toronto, especially like the downtown core or whatever, they're all yeah. show and tell to me. It's like, I know we have like a separate, like, I guess app or something where like, it's just all company related things or whatever. And I literally feel like it's a show and tell, like to yeah. brag about like what I'm doing right. And yep. I'm like, I don't need to see that. Yeah. But wh- like, okay, you did this for your store. You're making this amount of money for your store and things like that. But like, what are you really doing for your employees right. though? They're not, half of these people aren't going to see it because I think only key holders and above can see this stuff. So like, what is the point of putting it out there? (laughs) It's a bragging show. And I hated that part about being in Toronto. It was just like, even in our group chats, I find like in Toronto, it was all about brag and show and tell. Like my partner did this, you know, we did this and stuff. And I was just like, dear God, you guys are not perfect. Like 24 seven. They're not promoting it properly. The things that they're supposed to be promoting is getting lost in the sauce, you know? No. And I'm like, I'm not going to be apologetic about this stuff anymore. I think it's just like, I also think about like, is my time with this company coming to an end? Because I don't necessarily agree with the way or the direction that my current store is going at. But at the same time, like, am I really going to voice my opinion? No, because a part of me is kind of scared and B it's not my store anymore. I'm just, I'm just a supervisor, you know, like I can give as much, advice to like my employees and stuff but like a lot of us aren't really going to act on it and i already know why because we're all scared of like some form of retaliation sadly so you know but you know what i'm i'm glad you're able to say what you need to say and i really hope that you feel good about it because (laughs) listening to it honestly it's kind of like a light bulb just kind of like went off in my head and i'm pretty sure a lot of people felt the same way because for for a lot of us, you know, we see what happens on a store level, on the surface level with, you know, with employees, between managers and employees. And people mm-hmm. don't actually understand that sometimes managers actually have it a lot worse than we do because, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's a lot more at stake. And yeah. literally they are dealing with, I don't want to say evil, right? right? But like, you know, they're dealing with a like a boss in a video game, like a final boss. And that, you know, yeah. like, that takes a the amount of pressure it puts on a person mm-hmm. it i am just you know what i'm just glad that you got through that 
that's all I can release. I can't even say I'm sorry that you went through it because you know what? I know it turned you, know? you into someone stronger, but I am yeah. just glad you got through what you had to I go through. I don't think anybody should ever have to go through that. But of course not. Like I like you, <laughs> but yeah, but like you said, I think you know, there's probably one in five people that this has happened to them too, yeah. where they felt like they're personally victimized to the point of suicidal thoughts or to yeah. the point of like doing harm to themselves, that's right? That's I thought fun. about that too, like self-harm and whatnot, but like you said, I'm a lot stronger and everybody else, you're a lot stronger yourself as, you know, but you're right. Store managers have it really hard. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like this is probably one of the toughest jobs I've had as a store manager and I've had other store management positions. Yeah. Um, it doesn't help that like, be- because the company is the way that it is with so many like different things coming down the pipeline, let's say that like your told to implement these changes like right away and it's hard sometimes because yeah. i'm like it's just a never-ending thing of things to do and it's never like you can go into the store one day and just do what you need to do and then it's like constant like nagging and like you need to do this you need to yeah. do that i need this report i need that report things like that you know or i need a what's it called a plan on how you're gonna improve this how you're gonna improve that like it's almost like someone told me one time like you should you should run the store the way that you would run your business. And I'm like, if that's the case, then I shouldn't have to do all this bullshit work about like numbers and stuff and reports. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I know my current manager has a lot going on, like with again, COVID and all those things being put in place and, and whatnot. I do think it's hard managing um, a store like this. However, I do think that there is an ample amount of support in that store in terms of leadership there is a couple of assistant managers in there so it's all about delegating right but which i don't think is a lot i mean it's little things here and there it's not what what was delegated to me when i was an assistant like i did a lot to be honest i was i felt like i was like you were like store manager i was gonna say yeah yeah, that's how it was (laughs) yeah but like here i just it's like it's just like i don't even know like why they're even here sometimes because i'm like you know and i think personally like maybe our my current manager is probably going through things i don't know um but i mean at the end of the day i've always told her that i'll always be there for her and i would take the i would do the same for her too and i hope she would do the same for me but i think there's just too much instances where i feel like personally i think mental health is a joke to her sometimes honestly sam like that is so sad to hear and I know you don't really want to get into another, you know, little battle here and there, but I yeah. feel like if there is something that you can do and talking about, like just to say something about this whole mental health thing to that person, I think you may be the perfect person to do that because I know you can say it with grace and you can say it with empathy and you can say it properly. And I like to use the word properly because for a lot of us, we don't know how to go about telling somebody that they're being insensitive towards people with mental health issues and Mm -hmm. that's when they end up getting so defensive about things Mm -hmm. i feel like you are equipped with the vernacular to be able to express exactly what is on everybody's mind when it comes to how that person deals with mental health so you know i hope you're able to reach out to that person because it sounds like a lot of your people are suffering Mm -hmm. right now from this i'm gonna say yeah like this sorry excuse me the store is doing great financially right like as great financially mm-hmm. um when you look at like again the staff point uh, point of view and stuff 
not the greatest. And yeah. sometimes I don't think this person cares, to be honest, because like you would, you know, we have those also, we have those, is it quarterly or like, is it every six month that we have those sit downs with them to talk about like developing right. and to talk yeah, about like ourselves? Every six months, it's almost every like six a review months. in a way, I guess. Yes. Like yes. a review, but like, I think it was supposed to be last month and nothing was scheduled for nothing it. So I don't think anybody has that opportunity to, um, to sit down and voice their concerns. Cause that's what happened last time. I, right. um, I think it ours lasted for like maybe an hour or an hour and a half. And it was all about, um, you know, my, me voicing my concerns to her and, um, her talking about like how I can improve as a person. And I was at a point where we were really good with each other and stuff. Um, I don't even know what happened for me to feel this way right now. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I do know. I, I think it's the support that I'm looking for mentally right now that I don't feel like I have. And also like just the inconsistency, mm-hmm. you know, like just with everything, I guess it just, it sucks because I do care about this person. Like I, yeah. I care about everybody that I work with. Yes. I care about them so much and stuff and I care about, you know, uh, most of the people in my store. I'm kidding. I care about them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I care about them all a lot too. Um, it's just, it, it's just taking such a toll on me right now that like, yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't see myself going to my, my work. Like I have a shift tomorrow and I don't know how I'm going to feel. I'm literally going to bring my sage into my car with me before like, I go to work. Oh I'm going to stage myself before I go into work because it's just this like, heavy feeling sometimes yeah. and i it just sucks because i wish i could just go into work and be happy but it's yeah. never never like that though it hasn't been like that in a long time and so i think i've been trying to hide that and conceal it with like oh yeah like getting hours i'm fine but really deep down inside it's just like there's a void there mm-hmm. because like this is my second home essentially and yeah. to go there and not feel happy and to not be content and to think that like I'm doing something wrong as a person or I even I'm doing something wrong as like, you know, a supervisor, let's say it sucks because you hold that feeling because when they're like out in the corner talking and looking at you, you you're like, like, what are they saying? Right? Like, what are they yeah, discussing exactly. this time? So it's like little things like that. It's almost like, I feel like it's a subliminal thing where they're trying to like, mess Psych with you out. Kind of like, exactly. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> do what you need to do like seriously like yeah. what more can you do to my psyche at this point so <sighs> oh my like God. i said this company also has great things like you meet great people that are kind of are in the similar position as you and you learn from them like the partners or the employees in my store right now like i've learned so much from them and stuff in terms of how to be stronger and how to deal with certain things and stuff. And I've also learned that these people are also here for me as well. I, so, yeah, I, yeah. I am glad you added that. Like, I do have to say that, you know, throughout this whole conversation, it may seem like the way we had painted this company <laughs> was not really in our favor, but if you guys actually really listened and broken down to everything that Sam had said, this wasn't caused by the company itself. This was the, the, the issues that she had were caused by two, or I will say by one individual yeah, let's who unfortunately, one. you know, mm-hmm. may not have had the proper training into how to handle certain yeah. things, right? And this is, you know, and it affects everybody that's working for the company and it mm-hmm. sheds such a 
terrible light on the company itself when you have mm-hmm. employees like this, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, we all work for the same person. And why do we have to really stoop down so low to not help somebody else out who's just trying mm-hmm. to get to where they want to be, right? And honestly, guys, if there is a lesson to be learned from Sam's story, it, it truly is to be compassionate to other people. I always yeah. say that almost every fucking episode, but goddamn, like, if, if only this person... You never person... know what they're going through, right. I'm telling you. Like, exactly. I always try to hold back. Like, if I'm being rude to someone, I'm just like, that's why, like, I feel like I can't really go into it as deep as yes. I can with my current store manager because I also don't know what she yes. is going through. Exactly. And she could be going through something as well, so I'm not going to lay it into her. But, yes. I mean, there comes a point where I probably have to sit down and talk to her again. Right. I'll probably cry my eyes out because I'm very sensitive like that <laughs> and stuff. But, I mean, it's just, it, it's going to happen, I know. But, like I said, I'm not going to try to judge her so much on it because she might be going through something. However, I feel like it should be an open book where like we're okay to discuss things with each other. And I would think that she'd be okay to discuss things with me because I'm an open book with her right. most of the time. So I'm yeah. glad. Well, we have to wrap this up soon, but before we yeah. do wrap this up, I do yeah. have to ask, cause this is super important. Yeah. How were you able to manage the <laughs> decline in your mental health? to the point where you're actually able to stay afloat and do the things that you do. Because that's impressive, Sam, for you to have two jobs <laughs> and work on your lash empire while going mm-hmm. through everything that you have gone through. And this is something that everybody needs to hear. Honestly, like, I count my blessings every single day that I have a roof over my head. Um, I'm fortunate enough that, like, this is my house. Like, I don't yeah. rent. It's my house that I own with my wife. I have two beautiful little fur babies that hell to annoy the crap out of me. <laughs> However, um, like they also ground me to to a certain extent. <laughs> I also think like it's the people that surround you. Like again, like I might be out here. Most of my friends are out in Toronto still and stuff. It's just like every day that I do go through something, I always talk it out with someone. I think it's best if you don't bottle it up inside of you and that you turn to one person that you feel comfortable with and just tell them everything. And that person already knows who they are to me personally. Like I call them about anything and everything. And then also just to keep yourself busy and seek the help. And to be quite honest with you, last year was the first time I ever seeked out help with a therapist. So everything else I was trying to deal with on my own and deal with it internally or deal with it amongst me and my wife. But it did got to a point last year where I had to actually seek professional help. And that's the other thing. Like, don't be afraid to seek out help. You know what I mean? Like it's, it shouldn't be a stigma. It shouldn't be something that's thought about as a wrong thing. Like I loved my therapist. I thought she was super amazing and everything. Um, I, I don't go through, I don't have, I haven't been to therapy in a very long time as well, but I know I should go back. And I think that like, don't be scared, you know, be yourself and keep yourself busy. And that's why I took up lashing. Lashing is probably one of the best things I've met a lot of people through that. And even my, some of my clients that I've still do through COVID or uh, throughout, you know, when we were open and everything, they're like some of my closest friends. And even one of them is like a mom to me. Like, you know, I just surround yourself with like positive people. And if you know that this person is very, um, I guess, bad for your mental health, you should know it right now. Like, you should right. know it already, I guess, yes. with your aura and everything. Yep. Just keep yourself away from that person, to be honest. And I don't know. I just, 
I just think about how life has thrown me so many curveballs and stuff and that I'm meant to be here for a reason. Yeah. So, I love you know, that. like I'm not, <laughs> you know, in a somewhere else, let's say, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm dealing with it. I'm also, I'm not going to lie. I'm also very happy that I never, I didn't self-harm because yeah. like as much as I wanted to at that very moment, like three years ago, let's say I didn't do it. So that's the other thing. And I just think like even going for walks right now and stuff and, you know, that helps clear the air and stuff too. So again, like just, I would just surround yourself with very like positive people, to be honest. So I agree. Oh my goodness. Yep. Yeah. So man, it's hard to like do it, but like, I mean, I'm very fortunate that I have someone and not a lot of people have companions, right. Or companionship, let's say. And so like it's hard for them to seek out that like love and that support from someone, but there's always someone out there for you though. You know, and I tell my friends that are the people that I work with all the time, I'm here for you, you know, and instead of being like a sister, I'm like considered like a mom now, which sucks because like, <laughs> I'm not even that fucking old. It's not, I was going to say, Sarah, you're not old. Don't like, say oh that. God, you're like the mom of the store. Please no. I got like best mom award at like a <laughs> social like last year. Oh my <laughs> so God. Like, okay. That's what I've come to now. I'm a mother. No. Yeah. yeah so. okay. You don't look it. It's okay. You know what? You just okay. give off that vibe. It's okay. It's a good vibe. Good vibes. I'm have. okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I really am okay. Like I said, I'm in a better place. And like every day is like a struggle, I guess. And I've, one day is better than the other. And right. some days are great. And then some days are like, yeah, you so know. Yeah. And I think that like everybody goes through it. And we all shouldn't be judged for that though. And exactly. if we come to work and we cry, we cry. And I think yes. it's a, an emotion that sets off in us and it shouldn't be judged by any means by thinking that I'm sensitive or anything like that's how I get my emotions out. So, mm-hmm. you know, agreed. Amazing. Yes. Perseverance guys. Yeah. Gotta unfortunately go through hardships in order to really, really set that into motion. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately we are out of time now. This has been mm-hmm an amazing amazing talk it is so so heavy (laughs) like honestly look like all of my guests have been super real and stuff but it just this one hits different just because i know exactly what i was talking about so for me i'm just kind of like holy shit and at the same time i'm just so glad that you were brave enough to actually speak out and this is why i created this platform because it's like what sam said we don't know what the other person is going through and Mm -hmm. and not even just talking about the people that had we feel some type of ways about and we're talking about yeah. friends and family it is so mm-hmm. hard to talk about our issues now and try to get the support that we might need at the time and so mm-hmm. guys honestly if you ever feel like you need to vent if you ever feel like you need to talk about your stories or how you're doing just anything at all you can reach out to me i'll post my email steven diego at hotmail.com if you have any questions for sam or myself after this episode you can just email mm-hmm. me and we will talk about it Expect to see Sam again in the near future because I do like to touch back and touch base with my friends and the people that I've interviewed here. But Sam, thank you so fucking much Anytime. for doing this. Oh my God. As I was scared as much as, as scared as I was. Okay. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens at this point. So, you know, it's okay. Don't worry. You gotta Let's- share your truth. So. Exactly. That is the good yeah. And you know what? You didn't say anything bad. You just said the truth. And if people try to crucify you for that, then you know they did something bad. <laughs> yep. Yes, that's what it is. But thank you, though, for having me and letting of me course, come on. Girl. 
Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. This has been breaking down the breakdown. I will see you guys tomorrow for another episode. It's been great. And remember, guys, be compassionate to each other because at the end of the day, that's all we really have is each other, unfortunately. Goodbye, guys.